We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. I'm recording. <laughs> Why did you say get me when you do things like that? I don't know. The simplest. Just... I'm funny. <laughs> I, I was going to start with like, Julie through the glass. I don't know if you know because I've been asking around, but I'm funny. <laughs> Have you been asking around? Been asking around. And that's you, what I've heard. Like... <laughs> That's kind of the consensus on the street. Is this you? Okay, like I imagine you on your break. On <laughs> like your way to lunch. Yeah. And you're just walking along and passing strangers. Mm-hmm. And asking them or? I do like a pratfall. <laughs> like smash a pie in my face and I'm like, eh? And they're like, you're funny. Because <laughs> that's what I love. <laughs> is a good physical humor. I mean, um, actually, not at all. But. No. <laughs> Unless we're singing Broadway tunes, then you get a, then you get into some physical yeah. humor. And that some, physical humor is called me dancing. Some real gay shit. Some real, some real gay shit. <laughs> well, welcome. This bourbon is a nice little spice to it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I like to call it? Huh. A fistful of bourbon. This bourbon, everyone that we're <laughs> drinking tonight, I made some lovely old fashions in mm-hmm. some really cute. Mad Men glasses I went and so bought a Crate and cute. Barrel. They're, would you say they're ribbed? Ribbed for pleasure, yeah. <laughs> they're kind of a highball. Wait, is this a highball? No, this is called an old-fashioned glass. Uh, is it a, or double rocks? Could be a double rocks, yeah. And they're just kind of a ridged glass around the edge. And they're great. Anyway, I made a lovely old-fashioned with a new bourbon I love called Fistful of Bourbon. And do you know where it's made out of from? I don't. Okay. But we'll look on the break. But you can buy it in Utah. And here's what I love about it, everyone. Let's have a little bourbon lesson. So bourbons, like most alcohols, can either be single origin or blended. So a single origin is where one producer makes the bourbon, they put it in casks, you know, so that it can age, and then they, you know, distill it, whatever, blah, 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 and then they have bourbon. And that's a much more expensive process. And then the other kind of bourbon is blended bourbon, which is where they just buy bourbon from a bunch of different places Mm -hmm. and blend it to kind of create, like, the flavor profile they want. So obviously, like single origin bourbon, I don't think it's called that. I think I'm using the wrong term. That but sounds anyway, like coffee. Yeah, that's like coffee. <laughs> but anyway, blended bourbon is typically cheaper. Mm-hmm. So in and and blended bourbon can have kind of a bad rap because it's not as artisanal as they say. Artisanal. 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 <laughs> artisanal. So in Utah, there's a very famous uh, whiskey company called High West. Mm-hmm. And High West, all of their bourbon is blended. Right. It's so it's all so they what High West did. And it's expensive as it's fuck. It's very expensive. They don't it's do like that because $50, $60 they want to make it cheap yeah, or anything. No. And High West is really good at marketing. So they have these beautiful labels. They have this beautiful story. They've got this distillery, and you can go on a tour. And they have dinner. And anyway, so they're great at marketing. So everyone loves their bourbon. Yeah. It's just blended bourbon. It's not that great. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very good, but like it's. Do you think it's all in the marketing? How they all a hundred percent? Yeah, I think you're paying for marketing. So, as a bourbon connoisseur, which I think you could call li- yourself, I mean, I'm a poor bourbon connoisseur. Okay, so I have cheap bourbons. So, what's the best bourbon you ever had, or your favorite? Well, that's hard to say because 
I've had delicious bourbon at our friend's house. Oh, yeah. And, but <clears throat> I have, then always get too drunk and don't remember anything. So I yeah. don't remember which ones I've tasted. We have a friend who is a whiskey connoisseur. Right. So she enjoys the rye, the bourbon, right. the scotch. Right. Um, so anyway, what I was going to say about Fistful of Bourbon, uh-huh. they're unabashedly a blended bourbon. That's why it's called Fistful of Bourbon. Yeah. And it's like $25 for a bottle. And I think it has a really, really good taste. Yeah. It's got a little bit of like spiciness to it. Yeah. It's very smooth. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm a big fan of it. At first I resisted it because the marketing a little bit looks like they made it on Canva or like they went on a Pinterest board <laughs> and found some hand lettering. Right. We'll post it on the Insta <sighs> on the Instagram so you can see. Will we? So at first I was like, what is this, bourbon for, like, white Mormon moms? Like, I didn't get it. But then I just bought it once because it was on sale. And then I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. No, my favorite go-to bourbon that I buy a lot is a rye. And it's called Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse rye. Okay, yeah. And it's, <clears throat> like, it's, it's like 27 a bottle. Uh-huh. So it's, you know, mid-range. It's I'm, so good. I'm still learning about this shit because you have your Irish whiskeys, right. Canadian whiskeys, right. Kentucky bourbon, right. Uh, Tennessee whiskeys. Sure. I mean, there's a song about Kentucky's it. in Tennessee. It's not. Oh, it's they're, not. They're two separate States in oh, the United Kentucky's States of not America. A city. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, there's rise, there's scotch. Right. Anyway, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but <clears throat> I need to figure it out because I'm working in a bar now. Yeah, you have a job as a bartender. Yeah. So long story short, it just depends on the blend of what it's made of. So most whiskeys are made of corn, rye, and maybe one other thing that they sort of mash up and then ferment. When I think of fistful of bourbon, I think of a guy fisting his cock. And when he comes, whiskey Fisting his cock? How do you fist a cock? Fisting is when you put your fist up someone's butthole. Or are well, you talking about just like like choking jo- it? Cho- okay, yeah. okay, making a fist around his. Uh, cock. Making right. it, okay. yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, well, we're six minutes in. We've <laughs> talked about bourbon and fisting. fisting. <laughs> Which here's the thing: I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. Uh-huh. Never, never. I don't get fisting at all. I don't get it. Oh, like putting a fist up your yeah. hole. I don't get it. Every once in a while, it'll like pop up on like when I'm looking at porn, and I'm just like. I don't think this is sexy. So maybe the visual isn't sexy for you, but maybe once it gets in there, it feels great. I mean, maybe, but it looks terrifying. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I would... Write in if you fisted and let us know <laughs> what you think. Anyway. Um, so welcome. This is Hot Drinks. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's podcast. A, it's a podcast. We talk about drinks. Yes. With an A, like bourbon. Yes. Um, we talk about single origin bourbon. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> It is not single origin. God. Anyway. Here's the thing. You could be listening to a podcast where they prepare their remarks and they like, like had I prepared that we were going to talk about bourbon, I would have like Googled that beforehand. Right. To just, because I kind of know it, but I just need to clarify a few of the details. Yeah. So I would have just looked it up to kind of refresh. Right. We don't have a plan. We We just start recording and whatever shit comes out of our mouths. We put a bow on it and send it down <laughs> send to Spotify. And then we fist our cocks. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, um, I'm Sister Latter Day Twaint. And I am Brother Jack C- Coffee. At the bar that I work at, there is trivia every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And there's a team that calls themselves the Latter Day Taints. Oh, interesting. I want to come do trivia. Okay. I don't have any friends. <laughs> oh, and I don't leave the house. Oh, my God. The oh, other shit. day, I was like, 
what did I say something like, let's go do blah, 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 and invite anyone you want. And you were like, I literally have only one friend, and it's you. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. You're like, who else should we invite? I'm like, I don't know anyone else. But the thing is, Well, it's I like, know Cindy. Right. But she lives in Egypt. Right. And so it's hard for her to get here. Right. And on the other COVID. side of the pyramids, not yeah. on the oh, yeah. closer not on, side. Yeah, on the far side. <clears throat> um, and then we have some friends in LaSalle, which right. is not as far as Cindy. But, no, closer. Um, you or, have a lot of friends in Provo. I do we? have friends in Provo, but they're more they're mostly Mormon. And don't like to hang don't like to do the activities that you like to do when you want to hang. Right. Well, like I wouldn't, there are certain activities I would not invite those friends to. Yeah. Just because I don't think they would have a good time and it would, you know, whatever. Right. And you can't um, imagine like driving down to Provo to hang with friends to have a Diet Coke. I mean, I do do that sometimes, oh. but I hate driving to Provo. Exactly. Last Sunday, Mary Jo Coco, my mother, sent a text message and said, Let's have a little gathering. Because Mary Jo Coco also thinks that I don't like the family. <laughs> thinks, like, what can we do to make Josh feel more welcome? And some of that is because Mary Jo and I have had, you know, a couple rough years right after I came out where we had some fighting and whatever. And, we, and we've got, we're much, much better at that. Um, and she was like, hey, everyone come down on Sunday. It's, there were a few birthdays in the family. So she just said, everyone come down on Sunday. We'll have cake and ice cream. And I said, let's not do it at your house. Let's do it at this other person's house. And I just invited myself <laughs> and changed the location. <laughs> because that other person lives much closer. Right. Does not live in Provo. Uh, okay. So I, and she was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then I was like, great. And then I went. So that it's really, <laughs> a lot of it is about the Provo of it all. You know, is it the length of the drive or it's some, yeah, but like the ilky feeling? I it's some it's some it's both it's some it's both <laughs> because yeah. it for some reason that drive feels like it's one hundred years long, uh-huh. and it's like forty minutes, forty five minutes maybe. It just feels like it takes the whole day. A trip to Provo <laughs> takes the whole day. So I that's so weird. Okay. Yeah, I drive down there to deliver the jewelry I make for your your maybe quote unquote sister Becky with a CK. Right. Um I know, and I had something I needed you to take last time you went and I forgot to tell oh, you. Oh god damn it. I should just give it to you tonight because it's stuff that belongs to Becky with a CK. Okay, great. But she I'm, left her at Christmas. I'm, I'm going down in about a week. Okay. Um <clears throat> I have to schedule my provo trips. I just like that this is what we talk about on our podcast. <laughs> With hundreds of listeners, it's us <laughs> scheduling some pickups and some drop-offs. Look, when I lived in Southern California, uh-huh. um, there were once I had a job when I lived there where I had to drive an hour. Oh yeah. And now I have to schedule a time when I need to drive forty-five minutes. Right. So anyway, I so I work in Murray, Utah, <laughs> and which is which is a. Southern suburb of Salt Lake, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you know? I would say it's halfway between Salt Lake proper and... And the end of Salt Lake The County. end of Salt Lake yeah. County. And people all the time come in to where I work and say things like, well, I had to drive here all the way from Draper. Oh, I can't. Draper is like four exits I away. I know, I know. From, Don't. It's like, I, I, it's, oh. it's so close. <laughs> yeah. And people act like they came from Mars. And I'm like, that's four exits, you know? <laughs> So I want to tell a story about the last time I went to Provo. Okay. It, we could call this part of our comings and blowings. Maybe this is a blowing because it's in Provo. Totally blue. Yeah. Um, well, I made it come. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I had to deliver some jewelry to your maybe quote unquote sister. Becky Why did we say maybe? Did we not acknowledge she was my sister when well, she was Well, I just want to be safe. Okay. You're just trying to respect people's boundaries. Yeah. It's a verbal not condom. Talk, not talk about, okay. I respect Which that. Which I've always done. I've never violated right. you, that. I mean, that's one thing that's really good about you on this <laughs> on Hot Drinks is when you tell stories, you leave out any insignificant details and you never connect those stories to actual, like when people are listening to them, there's no way they're going to ever know who the story's really about. For one thing, I've never mentioned one of my kids' names ever. Ever. <laughs> Remember when you told a story about an actor and you're like, I won't say his name, but he's in this movie and he plays this character. <laughs> So it was a like, movie that most people have seen. Yeah, you're like, I, I don't want to out him. But <laughs> anyway, so um, maybe someone who maybe is named Becky and who is maybe my sister. Right, Becky with a CK. Um, that really throws them off when we I do know. that. So um, I deliver her uh, jewelry products that uh-huh. I completed. And then I was like, I'm hungry. Uh, and so... You went to the Temple Cafeteria. I... <laughs> Do you have to have a recommend to go to the cafeteria? Well, I think they closed them all. Uh, and, I, and some Mormons oh, are mad. Good, right. Yeah. They got mad. mad and ripped up their recommends. They no, did. that's when no. they endorsed not voting for Trump. They got mad and then they said, well, I'm not mad about Brigham Young being a racist, but I am mad about <laughs> uh, about uh, the cafeterias being taken out. Right. Anyway, exactly. I'm, I'm distracting So I went much. to a fast food establishment and I, okay, so I, I, I left... So I, okay, so I went to a wedding. Okay. Then went to Becky with a CK. Right. In Provo. Right. I wore all black because I went to a wedding. Right, naturally. And I'm like. The colors of spring. (laughs) And I'm wearing giant CJ fringy black earrings. Right. I mean, they're giant. Right. Are they, did CJ actually give them to you? Yes. Okay. They're fashion earrings. Yes. And so I went to a fast food establishment and I thought, instead of going through the drive-thru, I'm going to go in and make sure my tattoos are visible. I'll show them. So I did that. You're just walking around like a <laughs> Carl's my, Jr. Being my... like, I'd love the $5 burger. <laughs> my arm says foggy bottom. And then, it doesn't. And then. It doesn't? <clears throat> foggy. Bye, you bitch. Oh. You knew that, you asshole. I don't know. What the hell? I don't You're know like... anything. <laughs> You might have been drunk when I told you my dad died. Did you know my dad died? Wait a minute. <laughs> I was just talking to him. <laughs> so anyway, um, <clears throat> all of a sudden, uh, you know, this is how little I know about Provo these days, where right. I went t- to school and lived for several right. years. Um, there's a little tiny Provo Target. Yes. You know of this? I've seen it. I think I even went in it once. I, I'm trying to think what, what used to be in Did that Did you know area. the Sugar House Target is the same as that Target? Did you know we have a sh- Sugar House Target? Yeah, but it's smaller. Yeah, it's kind of, but it's the same idea as that pr- tiny Provo Target. Well, the, the Provo Target's different. tinier? The Provo Target's bigger. Oh, okay, than the Sugar House Target. Yeah, the Sugar but House Target is a bodega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I haven't been. So, and then I'm like. I'm going to eat my food in the car and then I'm going to walk around that Target uh-huh. and make sure my tattoos are visible. Foggy by <laughs> And so I, you know, it was a Friday night, so it wasn't too, too, too packed. But as I was walking out, there was this group of girls wearing BYU t-shirts. Right. And I made sure to walk through their group instead right. of around. And as you were walking through them, you pulled out your butt plug. <laughs> 
and just, and then just twirled put it, it around. Your, put it in your purse <laughs> and kept going. Put it in my twat. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say something about my twat. Oh, okay, good. Later. So, but anyway, <laughs> we're 15 minutes in and there's no content. No content. So, anyway, I noticed. I didn't look all the girls in the eye. Uh-huh. You know, like a crazy person. <laughs> But a couple of them. And there was one that made eye contact with me. And it was like a ring of keys moment. She mouthed the words, help me. <laughs> yes, yes. She was wearing a BYU shirt. Right. And she gave me this look like, I know you. <laughs> your swagger and your bearing and the just right clothes you're wearing. Your foggy bottom tattoo and your other tattoo. <laughs> Of magnolia. Of a magnolia. <laughs> and your keys. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. I love that. So song. anyway, that's it. Do you have a coming and blowing? I have another one that I'll say. I do. It is also about Provo. <gasps> and I'm in it. It's more of a coming. Are comings better than blowings? I think so. I think it just depends. It just depends. Okay. Because blowing can so, be great. So have you heard of the Black Menaces? No. Okay. So the Black Menaces are oh, a fuck. group of BYU students. Oh. Oh. Okay, then black. yes, yes. And they go and around interviewing yes, people. Yes, and they have a TikTok. Yes. And they started, they have said they started the TikTok to just sort of draw attention to the experience of being a black at BYU. And so a lot of their first TikToks were them asking other black students, what do you love about BYU? Yeah. Yeah. What's the dating scene like? You know, on a right. scale of one to ten, how's dating as a black woman at BYU? Right. You know? And they would just laugh. And they and they would all be like, negative zero, <laughs> like, negative 11. Oh and then God. when it was like, what do you like about BYU? Like, there were several, like, no comments, like, several, like, well, I like my friends kind of things. Anyway, <laughs> they're so delightful. And they're really just shining a spotlight on all the things that are horrible <clears throat> about BYU that Mormons refuse to acknowledge. Uh-huh. So one of the one of the ones recently that I loved is they walked around BYU and they said, I'm going to read you a quote and I want you to tell me if it's from Brigham Young or from Robert the Confederate e. General Robert E. Lee. Yeah, who I'm related to and my mom has a portrait of in her house. <laughs> Mima. And the <laughs> quote was something like, Something about the black man will always be a slave or like, something. Yeah. Something, something just like blatantly, absolutely blatantly racist. Horrid. And of course it was from Brigham Young. And yeah. here's what's shocking. Yeah. Most of the BYU students like knew that. Yeah. Or kind of could infer it because of how they were being asked. They right. were like, well, I would hope it's Robert E. Lee, but it's probably Brigham Young. <laughs> and yeah. then the black menaces are like, yeah, it's Brigham and Young. And then what? And then they just, and then those BYU students just go on with their lives. Yeah, and they go like, eat they at the Cougar Yeah, they just go to the Cougar Eat. But it's like. <laughs> Get a Navajo taco. No one has any, like, you just acknowledge that the, like, one of the founding, foundational, the Lion of the Lord, like, yeah. foundational members of the church, who your university is named after, <laughs> was a blatant For racist. fuck's sake. Anyway, the other one that I loved lately was they just went around and they said, do you support gay marriage? To a bunch of BYU students. Oh, the black, the black, black menaces? Black did. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And you would, oh, you know, can't. again. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like, we're talking about a college campus. So these are kids in their 20, you know, like pretty young kids who you think. And there were definitely <laughs> several slash a lot who were like, yes, absolutely. Several slash a lot. You know, a lot of them unequivocally, yes, absolutely. Jesus fuck. More than you would want to admit. Fuck were me like, in the face. No, I don't personally. Or like, you know, always a little bit, well, not even always, kind of tried to hem and haw a little bit about, um, well, I mean, I don't, 
I mean, I don't judge people, but like, I don't know. I don't actually think that's right. You know, in 2022, mm-hmm. so these children who were born in like the year 2000 right. or later or later are like, I don't know if I support gay marriage. Like at this point, can Fuck you right off into the air? Yeah, and at this point, can you dis- can you choose not to support gay marriage or not? Like it's just a thing. Yeah, that's it's like not supporting like applesauce right. or something. You know, yeah. like I well, I don't believe in applesauce. Go, well, it fucking exists. Then go live on a commune. We boil apples and mash them up, and that's fucking applesauce. <laughs> you know, and it's anyway. <clears throat> so that is my Fuck. that is. So if you're not following them on TikTok, I'm sure they're on Instagram too because. You know, everything that's on TikTok is on, on Instagram, Instagram like three weeks and later. And I can't figure out how to do do both. Um, is that a... Yeah, Black Menaces, go follow them. So, real quick, I have two more. Um, I told my son... I, I don't ever, like, talk to my kids about who I think is hot unless I want to embarrass them. Right, yeah, that's a, that is always key. Unless unless it's my, my girls. Like, my girls, like, I feel like I can talk to them because they get it and they hold space for it that feels very gendered but whatever <laughs> you you know you and your family and all it's gender norms i know and then my two boys it's only like if somebody's like dad is hot i'll be like oh my god is he single okay you know and then they're like gross mom and then up. jack will be like i knew it i knew i shouldn't have never introduced you to him um <laughs> or something like that well the other day just randomly i was at home with my son timothy and uh, I just decided out of nowhere to tell him. So I want to date a guy who's really buff, but he's buff because he does something for the community. I forgot about this <laughs> and, part of your personality. He, <laughs> Have we talked about this on the show? I don't know. That you want to date someone who's buff, but he's buff because he does something for the community. Right, okay. right. I mean, and, that's all there is to talk about. That's, the, that's it. <laughs> but you don't want to date a guy who works out a lot. You want, mean, date, you want to date a I guy... I mean, that would do in a pinch. Okay. Yeah. But you want to date a guy who, like... It's just by default. Bil- builds bridges and for I'm the like, community. Right, and I'm like, God, your muscles. Builds, and he's like, what? Builds bridges do to I, do underprivileged I neighborhoods. Right, exactly! Like, yeah. Thank you! Builds schools I, for the blind. That's the guy yeah. I want out hoc. Yeah. And so, Timothy, in truth, Timothy fashion gets quiet and... His brows furrow and he nods like like he gets it. Like, hmm, hmm, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then he goes, but he probably won't have time to date you because he'll be too busy doing things for the community if he's that buff. <laughs> and I just thought that was brilliant. Good point. Well done. The other thing I wanted to say is <clears throat> I had to get my cervix scraped. Oh, yes. So not, I didn't know if we were going here. So <laughs> you were you ready? Were you not ready? Uh, I had to get... They took two chunks out of my cervix. Mm, I love a chunky cervix. About, <laughs> Jesus Christ. About the size, they said the size of a pin tip. Is that what you call it? A, pin, a tip of a pin? A pin tip? Okay. A pin. The tip of a pin, the part you write. That with. hardly seems like a chunk. I know, but when it's your cervix. Yeah. Um, and then there was a portion they scraped that does a different type of testing. Okay. Guess what? What? I didn't feel any of it. Really? I was just grateful to have something in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just grateful to have something on my twat. Oh, my God. And also that day I got a blood pressure hug. So. Oh, I do love a good blood pressure hug. It's the only... You're like, oh, I feel so good. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking kidding. 
every time I have my blood pressure taken, my heart starts to beat in a really warm I have a blood fashion. pressure monitor upstairs. Are because, you serious? Yeah, because I have high blood pressure because I'm a fat old man. So if you ever need to come over and borrow it and get a nice reading. Because I'm a fat old man. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, what if this episode is just us just talking about whatever comes to mind? I'm going to pee in my pants. Earlier I'm literally this... holding my pee in. Right, holding the, just holding that cervix closed. <laughs> so I want to say one thing about your cervix, and then I want to say another thing about, about your cervix about a, a, about a horrible thing that my Apple Watch said to me this week. <laughs> um, okay. So one thing that when so we were texting in our little group thread, and I said, <laughs> "Are we all going to go see the Batman, or are we just going to count <laughs> Ashley getting her cervix scraped as us seeing the Batman?" <laughs> Because that's how I feel about going to see the Batman. What? Like that, those are equivalent activities. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Seeing the sense. Batman or getting your cervix scraped. It doesn't scraped. make any sense. Like if you were walking down a yellow brick road and there was a fork, and one side was like the Cinemark movie club with the Batman playing, and the other side was just a gyno with the bar spoon that they used to scrape your cervix. And you had to choose. To me, those are equal choices. Oh my god, I'm just holding in my urine. Okay, well, let me. I'll just say my other thing really quickly, and then and then we'll, I can go And then pee. we'll go on a break, so you can be. It's a break for me. Um, so earlier this week, my Apple Watch was like, um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna scooch right in. Hey, um, <laughs> your um, <laughs> your cardiovascular health is really bad, <laughs> and you're gonna die. So. You should look into that. What did it really say? It really said that. <laughs> I mean, basically what it says, it, there is a measurement that measures your cardiovascular health. I can't remember the exact name. Oh it basically measures your body's ability to like breathe and process oxygen. Brother coffee. And it was like, and and it and there's a scale. To of, breathe you know, and process oxygen. Yes. Jesus. Like how well your body can process oxygen. <laughs> And there's a scale of, like, the acceptable numbers, you know? Like, if you're in this range, it's good. If you're in this range, it's average. If you're in this range, it's bad. And if you're below 30, it's low. Your face, your every hand single is like one in of my, my Yeah, every single one of mine was below 30. I'm okay. like, well, maybe it's been, like, a bad week. So I went back and looked because I can see, like, the last, like, three years of data my watch has been collecting <laughs> about me. Always below 30. Oh all the time. And then it's like, so just, just so you know. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just so you know. This number being low yeah. <clears throat> is is uh, related to cancer, Alzheimer's, Jesus fucking heart attacks, strokes. Oh, oh God. So just FYI. To your God. And, and so anyway. And so <laughs> and so anyway, are you going to do anything? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm supposed to like move my body more. Why don't you join Orange Theory and do it with me? No. <laughs> Let's try it again. Why don't you? No. Okay. <laughs> Immediately no. Immediately no. I've seen what I need to see. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. Listen, it's all, listen, it's all part of the oh web of God. lies and deception that is Brother Coffee. If there are things that I can implement in my life that will make my life better, yeah. I'm resistant to those things. Right. So, anyway. What if your Apple Watch one day just was like, excuse me, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to scooch right in. Um, foot massage. Like it was giving me one? Like it was, yeah, like it was going to... Like I would strap the watch to my foot and it would like vibrate up and down. I was down. just referencing that massage in the mall. Oh, 
combination foot massage. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. In your ear. Does Lips touch your ear when he whispered into your my, ear? Uh, like, almost. Are you talking about my Apple Watch or the guy at the massage place? The guy place? at the massage yeah, place. they almost did. <clears throat> anyway, so, that, so that's probably more of a blowing. Did that make your dick twitch? When the guy whispered in my ear? Yeah. No, because it was kind of, like, hot and, like, didn't really smell that great. Oh! And, and as he was doing it, someone else was, like, pounding on my back. Oh, that's right. Painful. And then, um, and then he just it. sort of unceremoniously put my socks back up onto my hoary feet. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my, my God, feet oh felt my like God. hoars. <clears throat> hoary feet. I will say, I'm going to say one more thing. Okay. And then we'll take a break because we're 30 minutes in. Yeah. It's good because we don't have a lot of content uh-huh. for the top five. <laughs> in, the, in the news of good people touching my body. Oh, are like Santa Claus kind yes. of like good people yes. like oh, that. Oh, Santa could get it. <laughs> he could anyway. Um, our friend, brother team, come on my face. Oh yeah. Who um has been on the show, friend of the pod. Friend of the he pod. does he does a lot of different <laughs> things, but he does kind of energy work slash massage body slash work. body work, and he's coming over tomorrow night to do some energy work on my body. And you texted me that. He didn't specify whether or not you needed your clothes we on. D- we discussed that. Oh, and you I clarified. Re- I, well, I wasn't asking him to be <clears throat> creepy, but because he's, I've done this with him before, and when we did it before, it was more just kind of sitting on the ground. Yeah. But he mentioned that now he has, he uses like an actual like massage table. So I messaged him because I just was like, so I don't know if that means he's using like massage lotions, you know? So I'm like, am I undressed? Is this because it's not just a massage? It's like a work energy body meditation thing you know yeah, yeah. so i just messaged him and said and <clears throat> what state of undress am i in <laughs> fingers crossed and he's <laughs> I'm like please say naked no and he just said well i have i have sheets so if you want to be naked you totally can uh, and i said well what are you the most comfortable with like yeah. I, when you're doing the work and he said i'm honestly fine with whatever he said i'd probably be more comfortable if you were just in like you know, some small underwear or whatever, but but whatever. And <clears throat> right. I was like, that's fine. I will do the small underwear. So there's no chance of him reaching down and going, gotta, gotta, gotta. Well, I don't know. I mean, you should send him a message. And ask. <laughs> I'll do it on your behalf. For and in behalf. For and in behalf. Yeah. Okay, I gotta be. Um, anyway, so let's take a break. And then we're going to come back. This is a suggestion from a gentle listener who was a guest, whose name I can't remember as the, her, her secret name when she was a guest. Anyway, she said, I don't fucking you know. think about it while you're peeing, but it's the top five reasons I can stand to live in Utah. That's it. Because she was visiting Utah and she was like, fuck this place. I know, ground. I know. How do you live here? How? I would like to hear your top and five gonna reasons. And we're going to kind of rapid fire because I have to pick up my kid in an hour. Okay. Oh, we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> It's going to be a speed through. What do they call it? A rapid fire. Patreon ad rapid fire. Patreon.com slash. Hot drinks. Yes. Here's what you get. You get if you pay a dollar. This is so not rapid fire. <laughs> you get. Here's what you get. If One dollar you, you get. Nothing. Two, three dollars you get. Dimmy Toss episodes. Five dollars you get. You get Dimmy Toss and a ministering visit. Close quote. Ten dollars you get. <laughs> Um, you get the other things I just said and the Twaint and Coffee's Guide to Leaving Mormonism. What's the next one? $20 you get. You get um, a, tar- a tarot reading? We haven't done one of those for like two years. And then $50 you get a, 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 a Hot Drinks After Dark episode. You can And you can pay monthly or you can pay yearly. If you pay yearly, do you get a discount? Yes. How much of a discount? I don't know. 
It doesn't matter. Bye. <laughs> quit, That's it. That's quit the being end. so greedy. That's the end of the episode of the ad. And the episode. And well. Good night. This episode's <laughs> over. Turn your podcast off. No, no, no. One thing that I would like to recommend. Okay. These little wafer rolled milk chocolate cookies from Trader Joe's. Well, I think we need to be a little bit more specific. They say French Let me go crepe get the box. wafer. Uh, while you get the box, I'm going to chew into the microphone. <laughs> Listen to that crunch. Okay, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. French. French. Chocolate crepe wafer cookies. Chocolate crepe wafer cookies. Like, Jesus uh, Christ, they're good. We, I've eaten like the whole box tonight. Oh, that's your mom's perfume. <laughs> Sister Twain just said it smells really good over here. But of course, none of you can hear her because we're recording a podcast. Are you coming back? Oh my God. I'm I'm starting this segment over. Okay. I tried to delete that segment and you wouldn't let me. Uh-uh. I was like, don't you dare what they want. You were literally in the other room. <laughs> yelling. In the pantry yelling. <laughs> it's not like you're wearing a mic. It's You're not mic'd up for this. I know, but... So when you're in the other room, no one can hear you. But I think they can. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the dynamics that we play with. Sometimes you can hear. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> sometimes we're close to the mic. <laughs> Sometimes we're far away. Sometimes there's coughing. Well, there's always coughing. Okay, so let's get into our top five <coughs> reasons we can stand to live in Utah. All right, fine. And let me tell you what it's not. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> it's not the liquor laws. <clears throat> oh, fuck that shit. Someone... You know how they, they there are people who also always refer to the state legislature or the the, the um, governing bodies in Utah as the, the as a theocracy, but right. the other day I saw someone refer to it as the legislature. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's cute. All right, my, well, my first one is the mountains. That's obvious. Okay, okay. Um, we, I've never been in them. <laughs> we, I dragged you into them once. Oh, you did. It was a full moon, and I brought a charcuterie board. Oh my god! And I, gin and tonic. It was literally so. How many times have I invited you to do something spur of the moment, and you said yes that one time? That's probably just it. That. Yeah, that's probably it. And. Wow, why did I say yes? I don't know because I... That was pre-pandemic because oh, for I, sure now I would say definitely no. Definitely pre-pandemic. Yeah, I would say no now. And I said, let's take some wine. Let's take tarot cards. It's a full moon. We'll make a fire. And I don't know, maybe the comb- the magic because it was a magical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we're going to have a fire. It's a full moon. We're going right. to do tarot readings. We did tarot readings for each other. Mm-hmm. Total bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Just I really kidding. believe in it. Um. And you were like, okay, I'll, I'll throw together some snacks. Oh, my God. Am I really going outdoors? Yeah. And <laughs> Like when you say things like, we'll build a fire, I'm like, how does that happen? <laughs> but not only. And you guys, you, I was a fucking Boy Scout. Like you, I went hunting with my father. <laughs> I killed deer with did my you father. you fucking really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And now I'm like, how do you start a fire? I so, mean, I've seen Survivor, but anyway. So I'm starting the fire. And you're pulling out all the charcuterie right. and the accouchement. And I had like a travel charcuterie board. Yes! Because I didn't want to bring like a and big had charcuterie board. camping wine 
wine glasses. I did have camping wine I glasses. I mean, I was like, for someone who's like, it's like the outdoors is so foreign to me. Yeah. You had all the things. I know. Anyway. Just how I roll. I just like to be prepared. The mountains are literally magical for me. And okay. when I'm, I'm not using that term um, frivolously, flippantly. Right. Yeah. Um, like, you mean it literally? Literally. They're not, like, figuratively a beautiful place. Right. There's like, literal magic in the hills. I literally, like, I uh, I have healing experiences, and I don't even have to try. Mm-hmm. But it's the hiking, and I'm, like, even if it's sunny and I don't like the sun, like, the sun depresses me. Right. I could be in the mountains hiking in the sun with a blue sky and be not depressed. Wow. Yeah. Here's, um, here's just some things I want to add. Okay. <laughs> Number one, maybe if I went to the mountains more, my watch would not be telling me that I'm dying. Yeah. And number two, when people say, I just like to go hiking. <laughs> like, where do you go? Yeah. How do you know where to go? You just, I just started Googling trails. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. And then I plug it into my uh, map app. Wow. Okay. <laughs> when you say it that way. It just seems so much easier than I've been making it out it's to be. It's so nice. And I can tell you one that's like... No, I don't want <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I'm going to make you come hiking. Oh, Maybe Jesus. we could do a full moon hike oh, when it great. warms up. I'll bring the gin and tonics. <laughs> For the hike. I'm, For the hike. I'm down. Um, another magical thing about the mountains for me is it could be sunny in the valley... But I'm driving around doing errands, going to work, whatever, and all of these dark clouds are hugging the mountains. Uh-huh. And I can, and they're like sitting down, like maybe a third of the way down. If I was hiking, I would be in my in your spooky in, element, in my spooky yeah. element environment. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, that's it. One thing I love about the mountains is here in Utah we say mountains, <laughs> like I just said. We don't say mountains or mountains. We. Mountaintons? <laughs> we say mountains. Mountains. Did you see the mountains after that storm? So much snow on the mountains. It's like two sounds. Mountains. But here's the thing. I can be to a trail uh-huh. in 15 minutes. I okay. can be to one of a dozen trails in 15 minutes. I can be <laughs> in my bed in 15 minutes. Slowing 15 my heart seconds. down further. <laughs> and leading... To my Alzheimer's cancer death. Okay. That, w- won't it be funny when I have Alzheimer and cancer and a stroke and a heart attack and I'm yeah. like, like making fun of it right now. So my number one is soda shops. I, I know we make fun of them because we don't have bars. We have soda shops. And you can go and you can get a 44-ounce Diet Coke full of a bunch of other syrups and okay. cream and okay. some cherries fucking love those places. Really? Do you? I, I don't really do. I believe that part of you. I, here's the thing. I am not the kind of person that goes like daily because there are for sure people that go daily. Oh, yeah. But I love a fountain beverage. <laughs> Even if it's not a, a fancy soda shop with fancy drinks. Like, I love going to the Maverick and there's just that well, wall of sodas. There's well, 78 sodas. <laughs> you know, like when you're in California, you go to a gas station, there's like four fountain sodas. What are the They have like Coke, Diet doing? Coke, Sprite. Well, they're buying wine at the gas station and, is what they're doing. Yeah, and, and they're buying legal coffee. weed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that. But even though I love coffee and even though I love drinking, I love a big fountain soda. I love running the, my errands with fountain soda. Look, I get it. I like having multiple types of beverages right. in a day. Right. There was a TikTok where, where someone was saying you should have 
the a beverage to hydrate you, a beverage for fun, and a beverage for energy. So Ooh. you have like a coffee, a water, and a kombucha, for right. example, right. at your desk. Yeah. Right. Okay. At night, if I'm making jewelry for Becky with a CK uh-huh. and listening to my fairy porn, I might have a hot tea. Right. Herbal. Because you're Mormon. No. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I... What is usually I your also base love soda when you go to the soda shop with Diet the flavors? Coke. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Diet Coke. Um, I just, I just love a soda. Yeah. I still do. I drink way less soda now than I used to when I was Mormon. I mean, when I was Mormon, <clears throat> I drank insane amounts of Diet Cola. And what? now I just drink that equivalent number in alcohol. <laughs> So instead of having two 44 ounces of Diet Coke, I'll have two 44 ounces of, of bourbon. Um, but I, I love gonna, a soda. What was I going to say about that? Um, Other places, they don't have the oh, pebble ice. For Maverick does. I know, but it but out of state. If you're in California. That's what I'm saying. That's But I'm saying we've got it. Yeah. Assholes. Yeah. Wait, listen. What I was going to say, it's for those uh, listeners who don't live in Utah, tell us some of the names of the soda shops. So there's Sodalicious, which uh-huh. is my preferred. Okay. There's one called Swig, yep. which I don't support because the owner is a pedophile. Oh. Allegedly. Um, and then there's thirst. like Thirst, there's Fizz. Is there a Slurp? Probably. <laughs> but essentially all they are, if you don't live in Utah, they sell two items. Oh, God. Soda, but with all manner of syrups and whatever, so you can create your own flavors. The The drink that I frequently get is called a By Common Consent. It's, Are you serious? Yeah, it's Diet Coke. Oh, my God. Uh, grenadine. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, lime. And then I get it with coconut cream, which is an option. Yeah. By the way... Um, when the other day I went and they were like, "We're out of grenadine. Do you want pomegranate syrup instead?" Guess what pomegranates? Guess what grenadine is made of? Guess what grenadine is? Is it pomegranate, pomegranate syrup? Is yeah, a hundred percent. It's not cherry. No, it's pomegranate. Whoop. Anyway, um, and, the, and so they sell sodas and then they sell cookies, okay, <laughs> like yeah. big fat pink sugar cookies. Thirst will sell sodas and chocolate scotcheroos. Right. They yeah, scotcheroos are love another them. popular one. Yeah. Love anyway. a scotcheroo, baby. Anyway, I fucking love a soda shop. Okay, number two. Salt Lake City proper. Yeah, that's a good one. Salt Lake Valley slash County is fraught. Blow me, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because it's super suburban-y and more Right, right. You have pockets in Salt Lake County slash uh-huh. Valley. Uh-huh. You've got more kind of liberal pockets, and then you've got very conservative pockets and whatever. For Example, a very um, acute example of that is Daybreak, which is where Cindy lives. Right. That we joke it's is in, in Egypt. It's in Egypt. Yeah. Um, there's a super, super strong ex-mo community out there and a super, super strong very mo community. Right. <coughs> Kermo. Kermos and ex-mos yeah. living together. But anyway, Salt Lake proper is LGBTQ friendly. Right. It has been touted nationally as right. an LGBTQ friendly city. Um, the breweries that have popped up in the last 10 years, the bars, yeah. the bar culture is yeah. where we find each other. Right. And there's, <clears throat> Salt Lake is full of Nevermos. Yeah. And you know. Um, Some of them because they like the mountains. 
Right. Like I'll meet people and I'll be like, so are you more? They're like, no, I've never been Mormon. I'm like, and I just want to be like, why do you live here? And they're like, this. And they're like, I just, yeah, I love the mountains. And I came Uh once and I thought it was beautiful. (laughs) And I'm like, but you know about the Mormons, right? You know about the Mormons. (laughs) Blanket right. under you, like you're like grabbing their lapel. It just seems wild to me when people are like, I moved here for the great outdoors, and I'm like, but the Mormons, right? I anyway. know, and they can really separate themselves from it because they don't have that trauma, that connection. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's like if you move somewhere, I don't know, if you moved to a big city and you lived in a neighborhood that was strongly <clears throat> Jewish or, uh-huh. or strongly Muslim, like. I don't think you would think that much about it. You would. You would just be like, oh, these are my Jewish and Muslim neighbors or right. whatever. You would. And it would not, it just wouldn't be a big deal. Exactly. But for the rest of us, we're like, have a trauma bond. Yeah. I don't know what that <laughs> we, word means. <laughs> but anyway, like the progression of Salt Lake. And I remember when I was in high school, um, someone told me, or maybe when I was a freshman at BYU, someone told me how the percentage of former Mormons and never Mo's was higher than active Mormons. In Salt Lake. In Salt Lake proper. I would believe that. In the mid-90s, that blew my goddamn mind. Because that's right. where the church headquarters is yeah. and Temple Square and blah de blah right. and all that, you know. Um, <clears throat> so you can imagine now how it's progressed even since the mid-90s. So... Anyway, I just feel like when I'm in Salt Lake proper, we're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make this world a better place together. For you and for me. So the owner of the bar, I was having a meeting with him today that I work for. And he moved to Utah in second grade. Mm -hmm. I never mow. Right. And he's like, when I learned more about my parents as I grew up, it blew my mind that they moved me here when I you know, when I was in second grade, because we used to, uh, visit a state, a neighboring state. And my dad hated Utah so much that he would take a longer route to go around Utah. So didn't have to drive <laughs> and then we it. ended up moving here. Isn't that so funny? That's weird. Anyway, <clears throat> so the progression of Salt Lake, you know, um, in a type of, co- in this type of community where it's, you know, Salt Lake was born of Mormonism yeah, and Mormon yeah, yeah. pioneers and all that. Those voices, those people who speak up and speak out, I think it's just so super powerful in a place like this. Yeah, agreed. Um, then say Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. Fuck that place. <laughs> okay, what's um, your number two? My number two is actually kind of similar to yours, but it's that Utah legally is kind of queer, progressive, like progressively queer supportive. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. So let me. (laughs) No. So I think, so Utah is. Yes. Okay. And I think, and I think legislatively we're, we're like, we, we, okay, I'm just going to, okay. So when you look around what's happening in the world right now with Texas and with, you know, the, the trans bills there where people are being, where parents can be prosecuted as child abusers if they're supporting their child's tra- right. their child's transition. Yeah. Or like Florida with the whole don't say gay bill Jesus where you're not allowed to talk about gay people in schools. <clears throat> yes, Utah used to have the same law. Yeah. But I don't think those kind of laws would fly in Utah. And I don't think Utah's perfect by any means. Sure. That Utah is like we just had a really 
fraught moment where our legislature in the like in the last hours of the oh, legislative session in the last couple tried days. to pass a ban on no but they like they moved on it when there was like an hour left in the legislative session Jesus so that there was no time Christ. like it was intentionally done because they have a super majority and it was intentionally done so that <sighs> so that there wasn't time for debate but they moved on a on a bill that would ban trans girls from playing sports in utah just unilaterally. Yeah. Um, anyway, but the governor said he would veto it. Thank God. And I don't love the governor, but I was so grateful that he yeah, said that. Yeah. But anyway, I just think for for as conservative as Utah is, we have somehow managed, because of a, the hard work of a lot of people, some who get credit and some who work hard on the sidelines, we have somehow managed <clears throat> to... You know, we were one of the first states to legalize gay marriage. We yeah. were like the fifth state to do that. 20, you know, we yeah. we like it was legal in Utah before it was legal in the, the United country. States. Yeah. yeah. Like we have we have laws about LGBTQ protections for housing and for jobs, which a lot of states still don't have. Like we almost passed this draconian trans bill, but managed to because of the compassion of the governor, it was stopped. So, mm-hmm. like, again, it's far from perfect. That bill should have never been able to pass in the first place. Right. And there are definitely some legislatures who are, like, trash pieces of shit. And, like, oh, Mike, Mike Lee is the senator from Utah, and he's, like, the worst human living. Yeah. So, but I just think for as con- as conservative as this state is, and it's, like, this state votes Republican, like, Jesus could be running as a Democrat. And Republican <laughs> yes! would still win. You yes! Know? So as conservative <laughs> as we are in that regard, you would expect the laws in Utah to look more like the laws in Florida or Texas. You would expect. That's for but sure. But they're not. And yeah. I and I and I'm forever grateful because I know there are a lot of people in Utah who work really, really hard to make that a reality. Yeah. And I could probably do a better job of like supporting them and and helping with that kind of effort. But it's but it it's always impressive Your to me. Heartbeat's too slow. It's true. <laughs> well, it's always impressive to me when I see these laws in you know in these other states, and I just think like, oh, I'm so glad that that isn't happening here. And not and again, not that everything's perfect. There are definitely laws here that hurt queer people and trans people, and there is a overarching religion that is supported by the vast majority of the state, <clears throat> which is incredibly harmful to queer people yeah. and trans people. But like legislatively, we do we seem to have won a few victories over the last few years. That, where it's yeah, it's where you can blood. mostly live out and proud as a queer person. I mean, depending on what part of the state you're in, obviously, and not face a lot of legal challenges yeah. to that. So anyway. You can't buy liquor minis, though. No, you sure, you sure can't. <laughs> you sure can't. They voted that down every time. Why do they vote that down? I don't know. They're so cute. It's they're The things that we passed... So we also just passed a law this last legislative session that took certain hard seltzers, and I there was some designation, and now those can no longer be st- sold in grocery stores. <clears throat> and I'm just like, why do you fucking care? Like, they... <laughs> I think they think, because also in Utah, and I feel like they do this in other states too, there are always signs all over the hard seltzer that are like, these contain alcohol, please read the box. (laughs) I just think if you just go and buy some random thing and start drinking it and you don't look at it, then Then it's your own goddamn fault. Yeah, that's your own goddamn fault. Anyway, the whole Chino thing. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay, should we take a break? Number three, what do you think? Okay, number three. Let's just plow. Let's just fist it right through. Let's raw dog this. Yeah. My number three is sense of community. So this is one thing that 
I, it never really occurred to me that I needed or wanted. It, I, I think a lot of people struggle to leave Mormonism because they don't know how to leave their community. Right. That was not an issue for me. Right. In fact, it, 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 on the list of things that made it hard for me to leave Mormonism, that probably didn't even make the list. Yeah. Because I had decided that my community, uh, at the time, 10 years ago when this, when I left, um, who, uh, uh, by and large did not support gay marriage Mm because that was the thing. Yeah. yeah, Gay marriage back then. Um, they were not my people. Yeah. Like clear and clear cut. Um, and so as I have, you know, navigated being an ex-Mormon and looking back on the last 10 years, mm-hmm. I'm realizing, oh, I have sought out community. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's not that leaving Mormonism in that regard was easy because I don't need community. It's right. just that that was not my community. And so um, I'm looking back and looking on my last seven years in Salt Lake, because I moved here seven years ago this month. Wow. Or last month. Um, I know. Right when you came out, too, huh? Yeah, that's true, actually. Which blows my fucking mind, the timing of it. The timing of it was Magic. divinely orchestrated. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, I saw that I have sought out community big time. Started on Facebook, because mm-hmm. I was... Um, you know, kind of when I came came out, when I left Mormonism, I was in Cedar City transitioning to Southern California. Uh, so it started on Facebook. If you are a Patreon or patron on our Patreon and you get our demi toss, you know how that went. The transition to Southern California. Oh, did I talk about that? No, we oh, did a whole pa- oh, we did a whole demi toss. I don't on know it. anything that we do. So. um but looking at the last seven years, like the first year I moved, the first year I was here, I went to an ex-Mormon general conference. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've heard of those. <laughs> and um, just, and now I kind of roll my eyes at it and it's not something that I need anymore. But I went to a house party as part of this general conference mm-hmm. where they were passing out shots of fireball in sacrament trays. Right. And in that moment, I really needed that. Right, right, right. You know, and I was right. like, oh, they get it. Right. They were, they had laid out the cocaine in the shape of the leaves <laughs> stitched on the temple apron. <laughs> you were just snorting it and right you off those. And snort in the shape of yeah, the leaves. Yeah, in the shape of the leaf. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, like, they get, they, they get it. They get it. Yeah. So, um, but, and now, um, realizing there are many different facets to a community mm-hmm. you know like in mormonism you gravitate you can you you can gravitate towards certain types of people in the believing community yeah uh, uh and and it's just interesting to see the vastness the variety um the different places where people are in their journey leaving mormonism but we're all one big community yeah and uh in salt lake it's hardcore. Yeah. And I'm glad of it. I'm and, glad of it. And I, that's how Morag say That's how the Scottish say it. Say it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad of it. Okay, let's take a break. Oh, okay. Okay, we're back. I oh. just wanted to take that break. <laughs> we literally, it's been 15 seconds. I just wanted to take that break because you had said, let's not take a break. And I want to just keep you on your toes. Because one of the hallmarks of this podcast 
is that I don't ever warn you before we start recording. It's survival of the fittest. It really is. What's your number three? So my number three <laughs> reason that I like living in Utah is I a little bit like being mad at Mormons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit I do. You're in a space. I do. You're in a I perfect just, space I, for yeah. that. And I feel like when you're here, first of all, it's easier because the hypocrisy is more blatant. Um, This week, there was a fun... <clears throat> So a year ago, um, BYU students on BYU hold something called Rainbow Days, where they encourage queer BYU students or ally BYU students to wear rainbow attire on a certain day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not officially sanctioned by the university, of course, but um, <clears throat> they last year when that happened, there was a group of BYU students who climbed the Y mountain on the side of the mountain in Provo and stood around it and shined flashlights on it to make it light up like a rainbow. Right. It was beautiful. And BYU immediately was like, we did not condone this. And then BYU has said all this stuff about how we support um, Rainbow Days, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, Rainbow Days just happened again. First of all, BYU put big fences around the Y so that <laughs> no one could light it up. And second of all, they kicked students off campus who were wearing too much rainbow gear. So... <laughs> I just sometimes I just like to be here to like bear witness to these things yeah, yeah. and just say this is horrible. Yeah. These people, these administrators are pieces of shit. Yeah. And you might work there, you <laughs> might have friends that work there, maybe you went there and you had a great experience, but these someone in that administration somewhere said go round up all those kids wearing rainbows and kick them off campus. Yeah. Even though they are students. Right. Even though all they're their, just sitting there eating lunch. Right. Even though the clothing they were wearing, <clears throat> you know, was was within the guidelines of the university's dress code or Modest whatever. Or whatever yeah. the fuck. But there was some asshole on that campus who was like, go round those kids up because we don't want those faggots here. Yeah. And I there's something about me that likes being able to sort of like stand as a witness and point to that and say, Don't you see? Don't you see this happening in your community? And yeah. aren't you bothered by this? Hello. Hello. Anyway. Idiots. It, it also kind of reminds me, and I hope she doesn't mind us sharing the story, but our Lord and Savior CJ in Christ gets a lot of messages on, <clears throat> on Instagram of people who are like, I used to love you because you were Mormon and now you're so angry. Blah, blah, and they're just big babies. Yeah. And, and CJ just rips <laughs> them to shreds <laughs> in the most beautiful way. Yeah. And someone, she had posted something. I don't even remember what CJ was posting about. And someone basically wrote and said, you're so narrow-minded. Like, if you would just get out of Utah, the church is not like this anywhere else. And CJ's response was, oh, really? So in your ward, a woman can be stake president? <laughs> like, and I laughed so hard because, like, people want to pretend that Utah is this little weird anomaly. And, like, the church everywhere else is so different. And it's so, like, it's so, like, accepting. Yeah. And you guys are just stuck in this bubble. And I'm like, Jesus no, it's Christ. not a fucking bubble. Like, this is the church. This is it, it's you the same. It's the same people who say, <clears throat> well, the members are not perfect. But the it, church, the, same, the church is. The same Well, people. guess what a church is? It's the actions of its membership. Yeah. So if you have a bunch of members that are dickheads, yeah. then your church is a church of dickheads. Right. Like it, you, can't, uh, yeah. you can't pretend that the church is perfect. And also the church teaches that. Right. The church teaches by your fruits, by their fruits, ye shall know them. Yeah, yeah. And the church teaches that as a way to say, if someone is producing evil fruit in the world, if they're living an evil life, then they're an evil person. But somehow when it's like, when it's a bunch of assholes in the church, the church is like, 
well, though they're not perfect, but the church is. Exactly. No. They like get, these are your pass. fruits. Yeah. These are your fruits are these assholes who are going up to 19-year-olds who wore a rainbow t-shirt yeah. and telling them they need to leave campus. Right. Those are your fruits. Exactly. I remember <clears throat> about six years ago, I posted something on Facebook that was a quote and it wasn't something I'd typed out. It was like an actual like screenshot of text mm-hmm. uh, from an earlier prophet. I can't remember which because right. it wasn't, you know, Joseph Smith or Brigham Young. It was one of the early, other earlier ones. Right. That's, it was something very, very, very racist. And <clears throat> a Mormon Facebook friend of mine commented, oh, and you're perfect? Yeah. I'm like, do you even know what yeah, your church no. is? Yeah, no, Do I'm you not. even know what the fuck yeah. you're saying? yeah. And and just like it, 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 yeah, it provides a perfect platform for me to uh, process my anger. Yeah, and I mean, I'll admit <clears throat> sometimes it's probably not healthy <laughs> that I am dealing with as much anger as I am. Like I may be holding on to some anger that I might need to process through and, and move on. But but I think you just saying that that awareness yeah means you're not in a necessarily unhealthy. But but Life. I do think like especially and I've I talk about this all the time like there's sort of there's kind of a trend within like faux progressive people to say well why do we have to, why does anyone have to come out why do we have to identify at all can't we just can't we all just be people now on the one hand all lives matter uh, it's yes it's a very all lives matter statement on the one hand there's Gen Z who really kind of doesn't really care about identifying because they're all a little bit queer and that I'm totally fine with love it but when old people are like well why does it matter if you're gay like aren't we humans first like that is 100% an all lives matter statement yeah and for me <clears throat> as a as a queer man who spent the vast majority of my life, the first 37 years of my life, not being able to identify as a queer man. Thank you. It's immensely important to me yes. that people know that I'm a gay man. Fucking A. If you don't figure it out in the first five minutes of meeting me, I will tell, like, I will bring it up somehow <laughs> in conversation. Yeah. I will talk about sucking dicks yeah. or, like, Henry Cavill or I will let you know. Pussies taste sour. Yeah, I will let you know. <laughs> because that identity is so... <clears throat> It's so intrin- it's so important to me because I didn't have it for a long time or I couldn't claim it for a long time. Anyway, and I think there's something I think there's something important about being in a conservative place like Utah and having the relationships that I have, which are with a lot of I have a lot of good friends who are still Mormon, who are still conservative. A lot of my family is still very Mormon and very conservative. And I think there's something really important about standing up and saying, this is what your church teaches, yeah. and this is me, and you know yeah. me, and you love me, and this is what your church teaches. Bingo. And I want you to feel that pain. Yes. Like, I yes. want you to feel that dissonance right. of saying, well, I don't really agree with that. Oh, you don't? You don't agree with what the prophet of your church said, who's inspired <laughs> of God, who you raise your hand to the square twice a year I that you sustain him? I stand it! Like, anyway. I so there's just something, <laughs> part, of, part of why I like, or why I can stand living here is to stand as a witness. Because I think if I left Utah, it would be too, it would be really easy for me to just like not ever think about Mormons again and just like let them go burn, let them go ride their, ride their handcart trail to hell. Right. And that's not what you need to do right now. No. Right. I need to stand as a witness. My number four, you know, a lot of these are really kind of blending into each other. Yeah. Number four is the clarity. The the clarity that I get the longer that I've lived here. That the church is in fact a cult. 
Right. Yeah. Just uh, an ongoing, slow release realization how... I mean, we can look at it on paper. We can Google something that says... From from somebody who's done research all their lives on cults, right? And they they're like, here's the nine aspects of a cult, and we can go, yep, check, 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 yeah. check, check, yeah. check, check, check. But this, this Sunday on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion part two, because it's a three part special. <laughs> this Sunday was part two. <clears throat> Heather Gay, my favorite housewife, oh my god, said that the Mormon Church was a cult. Damn. And I was like, you go, Heather. <laughs> Because they were talking about Mary, who's one of the other housewives who actually runs a cult. Go off And Heather was like, I mean, maybe her church is a cult. I mean, we also live around a lot of Mormons. And maybe their church is a cult. And I was like, preach it from the hills. Purr. Purr, purr, purr. Go piss, girl. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Just as my inner dust settles... Is this about your sex life? So to speak. Yeah. No, no. That dust isn't. is not but settled. I can understand. That dust hasn't been disturbed. <laughs> that dust doesn't even need to settle. It they're, hasn't been disturbed for little, years. They're little dust devils it's in there. Just, that's, like a, that's like an old <laughs> attic in an old house where there's sheets over the furniture. No one set foot in there for years. <laughs> if you walked in there, you'd make footprints in it, that There dust. would be clouds, yeah. So that dust does not need to settle. <laughs> so, um... As my inner Mormon dust settles, right? <laughs> um, it is. I get this, you know, ongoing clarity about how cult ish. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say cult ish no, because it's that a makes cult. it because it is. Yeah, but that how perfectly cult it is. Right, and I am grateful for that. On the flip side, and I actually was texting a friend about this today. Um, on the flip side of that, I find myself feeling some new shame lately. Oh. Uh, like as I'm uncovering, like, oh my God, cult. Oh my God, that cult. Oh my God, this cult. Are you apologizing to your children again? I, not yet. Not no, yet. No, okay. no, I haven't gotten to that point. But like, because that's the thing you do when you feel shame about <laughs> yes. yourself as a Mormon yes. is you start apologizing to and your children like, Mother. about things that happened like fifteen years yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. But uh, just shame at how I swallowed all of it, hook, line, and sinker. But that's how cults work. Exactly. I mean, I like I don't want to dismiss your shame because I think like it's important to you know obviously feel our feelings and all that stuff. No, but, but sure. like, but I of hear what course, you're like. That's why cults are successful. Yeah. Because they dupe you when you don't know any better into believing this fairy tale that they present to you. Right. And I think we've mentioned this on here, but a perfect example of this is the HBO Max uh, documentary, The Vow, about the Nexium cult. Yeah. Which it, I did not watch. Which, yes. Um, but it's made, you know, it features these people who have left it. Uh-huh. And you see them working through their shame that they bought into it. Right. How it affected their relationships. The harm that they did while they were in it. How it's still affecting them now years later. <coughs> yeah. So that kind of gives you a good idea. What's your... Here's a, here's an interesting thing about our friend group that I just want to point out. Oh, my God. You will all be like, oh, my God, you guys have to watch this documentary, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll all be talking about it. And I'll be like, I don't want to watch. And I don't watch it. <laughs> or lately, the new thing... <laughs> 
is some Humans of New York story that you read <laughs> yes. that you are obsessed with. Venus. That you keep sending messages about. Today you did a video reenacting it. <laughs> and every time I'm like, okay, God, I just got to go read this fucking Humans of New York. But it's so I know what's parts. going on. It's the 13 parts. And every time I go look at it, I'm like, what is this, a Chekhov I play? I like, it's, I don't, I read like the first sentence and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so bored. <laughs> so anyway, my point is, it's really great that you guys still want to be my friend because you're all like, here's the thing that's really important to me. And I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, a lot of times you'll send like a tweet or something. We never reply to it. That's that doesn't true. mean we don't read it. I do send very funny tweets. You do. Really quality ones. But we, don't, but we still appreciate them. Do you want me to just go through and read some that I've sent this week? Right no, now? I'm, yeah. No, okay. I'm not going to. <laughs> okay, what's your number four? My number four is Grandma, <gasps> Grandma Sycamore's White Bread. God love you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not exclusive to Utah, right? but I think it's made in Utah. Sure. And I think you can get it in other parts I, of the Intermountain West. I've never seen it anywhere that I've lived you, I, We could get it in Oregon when I lived in Oregon. They oh, sold God it bless, there. God bless But me. I know you can't get it in Seattle because I've talked to Philip Seymour Hoffman about this. <laughs> It is soft. It is. It is. It's just a white bread that you buy at the grocery <laughs> store. So it's not. This is not a fancy like sesame sourdough. No, it's sliced. a sliced white bread in a bag. It's like two thirty nine a bag. Well, I think it's more like two ninety nine these days. Yeah, it's gone up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, inflation. Am I right, you am guys? I Joe right? Biden. <laughs> um, it tastes like cake. <laughs> Even their honey wheat is it's ta- absolutely yeah, tastes delectable. Like cake. It's. It's soft, but also chewy. It's not like, it has a little bit of substance to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like Wonder Bread where it just kind of dissolves. Right, you like, know? like dust. It is, it's got some chew. Yeah. The crust has a little chew to it. Yes, But it it's does. soft. Yes. And it tastes like cake. Yeah. And I don't know what else to <laughs> say about like it. Cake. It's the best. It is the best sliced bread. It's the best sliced bread in America. In America. And when I lived in California, <clears throat> I lived in California for like five years and every time I would go to the grocery store, I'd be like, I don't fucking know what kind of bread to buy. Because I would buy <laughs> the Pepperidge Farms, and I would buy the Sarah Lee, and I would I would just try all... Right. How can listen, I get close? I love, I love a rustic loaf of sourdough, but also, like, sometimes I just want to take, like, a turkey sandwich to work, right. you know, yeah. for my lunch break. And I just want... And you're in a hurry. You want something yeah, sliced. Yeah, I just want something easy. And I... They've been slicing bread for years. I would buy all... Every brand of bread in America... When I lived in other states, and I would just be like, "All of this is gross. Yeah, it's dry. Yeah, it's not flavorful." Grandma Sycamore ruined us. <laughs> so fucking that good, bitch. That bitch. Do you think she's real? Probably. Gentle listeners, if you know the history of Grandma Sycamore, Grandma I, Sycamore, I guarantee there's a gentle listener who knows or who's even related. If someone, if someone <clears throat> can arrange a tour of like the Grandma <gasps> Sycamore's factory. Gasp! We, oh my god! We will do an episode. I don't even know where it Grandma, is. I don't know either, but I know it's it's probably in like Salt Lake. It's, in pro- Ann it's probably in, yeah. It's, no, it's in like Draper. It's not anywhere glamorous, right? It's in Kearns, probably. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, it's the best fucking bread in America. What if we pulled up and there were like Trump forever? There signs. probably are. <laughs> so maybe I maybe we don't want to go. Oh, maybe I don't want to know that. Man. I don't want to know. It's. Anyway, I could. I almost went on another tangent. I'm not going to, but yeah, maybe I don't want to know how much Grandma Sycamore loves Trump. Yeah, maybe she. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe, don't tell us. Maybe Grandma Sycamore is an indigenous, non-binary, queer wom- woman maybe with a Y. Did you just describe Jesus Christ themselves? <laughs> no, but... Themselves. Okay. Anyway, my number five. 
By the way, have you ever heard the argument that Jesus Christ would have to be intersex because he was born of just a woman, which means he could only get X chromosomes? <gasps> he could not have gotten a Y chromosome because he was not conceived by a woman and a man. Right. He so had therefore, or something. Therefore, like he was intersex. Yeah. So anyway. That's great. Jesus Christ, queer non-binary witch. Let's see if you can guess my number five. I'll give you three tries. Fairy porn. <laughs> no, that's not exclusive to Utah. Louisiana. That, no. <laughs> what the fuck? This is great. Minivans. Oh, I hate you so much. No, I don't know. Snow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Snow. That's, so, a good, that's a good one. So Louisiana has something to do with it. Okay. Because every night as a little girl in Louisiana, have you heard that I... This little girl in Louisiana? As I looked out over the bayou. <laughs> I would literally pray to Heavenly Father. Right. In him, the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's how I'd end my prayer. Right. Um, <clears throat> on Christmas Eve, that I would wake up to snow. Now, here's the thing. Northern Louisiana has had snow in the past. I feel like we've talked <laughs> Talked about this on this sure, show. Sure, 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 sure. Probably have. Sure, sure, sure. It's the but fifth season. Even if there's just flurries in the air, it was mm-hmm. a treat. Right. Even if it hit the ground and melted, we were in a magical winter wonderland. Right, 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 right. Um, but most Christmas mornings, I'd wake up to no snow. Mm-hmm. Well, all Christmas mornings, actually. The snow never came when I right, asked for it. Right, Because God isn't real. He's a bitch. Yeah. And, um... God is dead. And, uh, uh, uh... I would wake up early enough that the sun hadn't completely risen. It was just just doing that. It wasn't even dawn yet. It was like pre-dawn. Mm-hmm. Is there like a morning twilight sure. situation? It's called dawn. And I would <laughs> and I would tell myself that oh maybe there's snow out there. There wasn't. There never fucking was. Just brown grass. And God dirt. is God is dead. God is dead. Um, and so now I live in this place, and. My unhealed trauma has me in a fixated state of a eight-year-old girl in Louisiana. Right. That's who I am every single day. Right. And I'm always hungry. Right. <laughs> we had food scarcity. Right. Um. <clears throat> anyway, and snow scarcity. And so, because I live in a constant state of snow scarcity trauma, uh-huh. every time it snows, I'm like, I'm just like a little girl. Were you delighted this week on Saturday book. when it snowed like crazy? Delighted as fuck. It's it did that thing. Oh, I have to answer this. Okay, go ahead. Okay. It should I stop? Hi. <laughs> I'll just keep talking. Will you walk away a little bit? Okay, I'll be there in about twenty. It did that thing. Okay, bye. Are you good? Did you ask me to walk away a little bit? A little bit. You didn't. Um, (laughs) It did that thing in Utah that it does in every state where it's warm for a few days and then it's winter again. (laughs) That everyone in every state likes to be like, if you don't like the weather in Milwaukee, wait five minutes and it'll change. But you could put Denver in the place of Milwaukee, Rhode Island, whatever. (laughs) Everyone's always like, one thing that's crazy about the weather here is it changes. Or that city in Tennessee called Kentucky. It fucking does that in Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we had had several kind of warmer days in a row. Oh, 60 plus. Yeah. And then Saturday night, big, crazy, wet snowstorm. Yeah. And then Sunday, a winter wonderland. And now it's all melted. It's all fucking melted But it was delightful on Sunday. It it was gorgeous. Anyway, just 
what I what I want you all to take away from this is that every time you're in a conversation with people and we're, they're talking about the weather because they're boring because yeah. that's what boring people do. Right. And someone says like, well, one thing about Chicago <laughs> is if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. Just remember that that's every fucking city right. in America. Right. There's not a city in America that doesn't do that. Exactly. And maybe like Phoenix. I don't know. Fair. Anyway. That's it. That's the only one. That's a hill I'll die on. <laughs> uh, to bring it full circle, my favorite time to be in the mountains hiking is when it, it is just snowed. Okay. See, when it snows, I don't want to leave my house. Which is also which, magical. I was going to say, which I'm sure comes as a shock. <laughs> it's so different from my normal behavior. But it's so different from being in your house when there's no snow outside. I will say, so I live in a townhouse, so the main living area is on the second floor, and then the bedrooms are on the third floor. And there are a lot of trees around my townhouse. And I love when it snows, and the snow is covering all the tree branches, and you can, like, see it through the windows. Anyway, I love it. It's like the come of Jesus. Like, sprinkled? Mother Earth's come. Okay. That works, too. (laughs) Um, okay. Let me see if I can guess your number five. Okay. Okay. Go. Uh, locally made alcohol. Liquor. No. Okay. No. Um, the gay scene no. here. No. I've never been there. No. <laughs> I don't know what that You've means. You've never went to there. I've never been to, yeah. <clears throat> um, your friends. Uh, yeah. But that's not my that's number That's not five. your number five. What's your number five? I didn't have one. I, I couldn't think of one when we started recording, <laughs> so, and I was like, "Well, I'll come up with it during so the episode." We're just go with that. And then I don't have one. Okay, but let's say friends. Sure. <laughs> no, I will say, I really do like the people that live in Utah. I have a lovely, I have lovely friends. I like people in my family. <laughs> that sounded really negative. I love. I have a lovely family. I have lovely coworkers who I thoroughly enjoy. So I like the people. Great. But. Have a great night, I didn't come up with the number five. Okay. Anyway, okay. If you'd like to give us money. Right. Here are some ways. Number one, just send us cash. <laughs> it's easier right for you. It's easier for us. through the mail. Just, just, just tape those quarters right to an index card. <laughs> put it in an envelope. Send it to our P.O. box. Number two. Our Patreon. You can subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. Which is where you pay a little bit of extra <clears> each <throat> month and you get some delightful bonus content. Which we got to record some this month. We do. But well, also. the 7th. We're fine. Also, you get the whole backlog of Patreon content. That's true. That we've so been So even on months on. where we don't do as good in, on delivering on our goals. Yeah. You still have a whole backlog of Patreon. Yeah. One time, one of the items that we shared with the patrons was you wearing the temple garment, the temple outfit with Close. nothing underneath, well, right? Well, my, under, my bra and panties. Okay. So, you know, that's there. That's It's always there. It's always there. And then the number For forever. three. I think you, my ass is on there, too. Probably. I mean. <laughs> and then the number three way you can support us is, is hugs, hugs and back rubs. Yeah. Do you have a blood pressure? I do. Machine. That's a great way. But literally, if one of you wants to come over and give me a back rub, just say the word. Do you have one of those metal pap smear thingies? I have a bar spoon that that we can use. (laughs) And then the number four way you can support us is our PPIs, which are you go to the link on our Instagram. It takes you to Calendly. You sign up for a 30-minute window. Yeah. We chat with you about About whatever whatever you you want. want to for 30 minutes. Yeah. And they're a lot of fun. So they're you should do one of those. They're super fun. $50. We're, we're fucking, uh, we're a fucking delight. We're delight. We are a goddamn delight. Here's an example. Okay, go. 
two nights ago, mm-hmm. uh, we were going to hang out with Cindy. Yes. But it was that snowstorm. It was the day it snowed, yeah. And she didn't want to drive f- from Egypt. Understandably so, because it took me 35 minutes to drive home from my job, which for, is three miles away. Right. And you were like, well, do you want to come over? And I said, maybe let's record. And you said, okay. And then I immediately said, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> And we then, are, and then that was, and, and then, then you scene. said, "I love us." Right. <laughs> and then I just That's came us. home and played some video games. Did you so. know your pocket is sticking out? Listen, these pants are a little bit too tight, and so the pockets and pop I, out. Well, and I have a new phone case that's kind of rubbery, so I when I pull it. it out of the pocket, <sighs> anyway. You either got to get rid of the case or the pants. Isn't this great? How we're ending this? It's really great. Case of the pants.